It's Tuesday, January 31st, and this is Brian with the morning news. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Worker pay and benefits data set for release today will shed light on whether the Federal Reserve is successfully cooling fast wage growth as officials meet to consider further increases in interest rates. Other recent data has shown that rapid wage growth has begun to slow, putting less pressure on prices. The Fed has aggressively raised interest rates in the past year with the aim of tamping down on the economy to tame inflation. Central bank officials are starting a two-day meeting today. Fed Vice Chair Lael Brainerd said in January that she hoped Tuesday's report would, quote, show the deceleration from the third quarter continuing into the fourth quarter, end quote. Compensation growth is an important factor in the inflation puzzle because it represents a cost employers factor in when setting prices and reflects workers' ability to pay for more expensive goods and services. In other news, the U.S. is hoping to reach an agreement this week to open as many as four U.S. military sites at Philippines bases in Washington's latest push to expand its strategic footprint across the region to counter threats from China, U.S. officials said. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is meeting later this week with the recently elected Philippine President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. in Manila and hopes to secure the deal, which would rotate groups of U.S. forces to sites in the country, U.S. officials said. Two of the sites could be on the northern island of Luzon and in the southwest province of Palawan, the officials said. It is unclear where the other two sites would be or how many U.S. troops would be involved. In return, the U.S. has offered Manila military assistance, including drones, so that Filipino forces could monitor activity in the South China Sea. The deal is part of a broader U.S. effort to position smaller groups of forces across the Asia-Pacific, reinforce old alliances, and form new ones to counter China's rising influence in that region. In world news, Pope Francis is opening a six-day visit to Congo and South Sudan today, aiming to bring a message of peace to two countries riven by poverty, conflict, and what Francis has called a lingering, colonialist mentality that still considers Africa ripe for exploitation. Aid groups are hoping Francis's trip will shine a spotlight on two of the world's forgotten conflicts and rekindle international attention on some of Africa's worst humanitarian crises. But Francis's trip will also bring him face-to-face with the future of the Catholic Church. Africa is one of the only places in the world where the Catholic flock is growing in terms of practicing faithful as well as fresh vocations to the priesthood and religious life. Back in the U.S., President Biden will end a national emergency and public health emergency declaration for COVID-19 on May 11th, the White House said Monday, signaling a shift in the nation's approach to a pandemic that has claimed more than 1.1 million lives in the U.S. The public health emergency was first declared in January 2020 under the Trump administration and has been renewed by 90 days every time it was due to expire. The national health emergency and the public health emergency are now set to expire on March 1st and April 11th, respectively, but the White House said the administration planned to extend the declarations to May 11th and then end both emergencies on that date. The announcement comes as House Republicans are poised to vote on a number of pandemic-related measures, including a pair of bills that would terminate both emergency declarations.
The White House said the Biden administration strongly opposes an abrupt end to the COVID-19 emergency status and that doing so would have two highly significant impacts on our nation's health system and government operations. And Boeing bids farewell to an icon today. It's delivering its final 747 jumbo jet. Since its first flight in 1969, the giant yet graceful 747 has served as a cargo plane, a commercial aircraft capable of carrying nearly 500 passengers, a transport for NASA space shuttles, and the Air Force One presidential aircraft. The final plane is the 1,574th built by Boeing in the Puget Sound region of Washington State. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.